Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Larry C. Marsh coming to you live from Fishbowl Radio Network from Denton, Texas. It is so good to see you and hear you. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. The power of prayer in you. The power of prayer in you. So let's pray. Dearly Father, we love you. We thank you. God, you are so awesome. We do love you. And Father, I pray, God, as the show goes forth, that it would reach millions of people to let them know that they can have a strong, powerful, eternal, supernatural relationship in you through the power of prayer. So we thank you. We love you. And we will enjoy you for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, blessings, everyone. Blessings. You know, I share this with you as you see this. Just hit that button. Hit that share button all over. Hit that share button. But I share this with you. You know, as I always say, make sure you have your pencil, paper, and your Bible because it is so important, so vitally important that we become students of the Word. And when someone is teaching you about the Word of God, you should you are accountable and responsible for going back afterwards and 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 knowing what the word says what does the word say to you what is the spirit of the living god saying to you in this teaching it is important that every believer be, begin to be a student of the word you have to know the word that way when you know the word and you hear the word coming you will not be deceived short circuit anything by um, any kind of, of, of intellect or tradition or fashion or hype. You know, a lot of times there's a whole bunch of hype that comes through the flow in Christendom. You know, one day we're saying this, next month we're saying this, but if it's not applicable coming from the word of God, you got to be able to cut it off. You need to know where to cut it off. Because the word of God is settled. It's already settled in heaven. It is real. It is alive. So as we deal and talk about this, this thing in prayer, as we deal with it, I'm going to share this with you. And this is a foundation piece for every believer. When you're dealing with prayer, prayer is a relationship builder between you and God. Because what are you doing? You're talking to God, and you want to listen to God, and the reason why you can do that is because of your salvation through Jesus Christ. It's because of your salvation. It's because of what Jesus did on the cross, you know, and that's his death, burial, and resurrection. Now he inter he's interceding for you and I, but what we have to understand, if you don't know what he's done for you, it is hard for you to pray. It's hard for you to pray. So I want to get you to the realization that in prayer, we, we can follow Jesus. You can follow Jesus. Jesus prayed, okay? And then he tells us to pray. And again, I make this statement, no matter what Jesus tells us to do, you can always rest assured that he has already done it, 
and glorify God in it. So there's nothing else more than you can do but obey the Father. We have to obey God. We have to obey him in everything that we do because it is so godly important. So let's get started. Again, I talked to you about prayer as a relationship builder between us and God. It is so important that you realize that, you know, and what better way, your expectation, let, let's hit this, your expectation between you and God is number one, is to be able to hear from God and to apply what you hear. That is important, to apply what you hear. And that is your expectation when you desire to pray is combined with, number one, knowing, studying, and reading the word of God, submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit. So my expectations is when we enter into prayer is that I'm entering into the presence of an awesome and sovereign God, the creator of heaven and earth. Each and every one of us has that ability to do that because of Jesus Christ. He has paved the way so each and every one of us. In the Old Testament, only the priests, especially once a year, goes to God for us. But Jesus Christ shed his blood. He died for you and I. That veil was rent from top to bottom so that you and I, yes, you and I, can go to God on our own. And knowing that in order to go to God, then we utilize his word, his word. His word is true because, see, we have to understand the father has given us everything through Jesus Christ. He's given us faith. And that measure of faith that he's given us, we have to apply it. What better way to know how much he's given to us is to get into your prayer closet and spend time with the one who created and has given you that faith. Now you understand that faith that God has given you is between you and God. It has not been defiled. It is holy. It is supernatural. It is spiritual between you and the father. What the father tells us to do is the word says faith without works is dead. So we have to work out that faith. The faith that he's given us in order to work it out is that means we've got to trust, we got to believe, we got to obey and apply the word of God and with the help of the Holy Spirit. So you have to understand the word of God is alive in us. Jesus is alive in us. Okay? So when you go to the Father in prayer, there's such a supernatural presence between you and the Father, because you're being ushered into that presence, ushered into that presence by the word, which is Jesus Christ alive, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Because this is important. I want you to get this. You know, one of the scriptures that Jesus tells us, and, and I'm going to just take you to 
a scripture here that many of us really don't know. We don't know this scripture well, but it's in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5. And we'll read all the way to verse 10. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5, 5 through 10. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made and high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. So God is talking about Jesus Christ. Verse 6, as he saith also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. See, this is an Old Testament prophecy about Jesus Christ. Now, check this out. This is Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he was on earth, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers, this is Jesus, prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. He had reverence to the Father. He knew he was going to be heard, but he took his petitions to his Father with strong crying and tears on our behalf. Though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. See, prayer and obedience comes together. This is a time when we have to obey God. Get into that closet so that you can hear. Verse 9, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. See, he's talking about eternal. Our salvation is eternal. It is supernatural. It is holy. And we are to obey him. And he says in verse 10, called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. See, this is the power of prayer. This is what prayer does. It draws us so close to the Father. It draws us close, closer and closer. And that's where you and I need to be. We need to be in such an eternal closeness, the intimacy between you and God. What better way is to know how much he loves you, know how much grace and mercy, how much peace you have is to get into that presence, that supernatural place between you and God. We just celebrated, you know, uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you, just one day, the celebration, and then the next day, we went back to doing the same thing we did before we celebrate. We have to continue to celebrate the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ every day. Why? Because the enemy is bombarding us with lies and deception every day. We have to begin to honor Jesus Christ, his shed blood, the power of his resurrection, and the power of intercession, his intercession for us, you and I today. We've got to do it every day. We have to rejoice in Jesus. What better way to rejoice is to get into the power of prayer, the prayer 
Okay, let's look at Matthew uh, 6, 6. No, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's look. Let's 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 go to Matthew. Let me let me pull this up here. Let's go to Matthew. And this is something that uh, Matthew 21. Yeah, Matthew 21, verse 12. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. 12 to 14. 12 to 14. 12 to 14. Check this out. This is prayer. This is the power where you should be. All of us should be. Verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God. The temple of who? God. And cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of money changers and <clears throat> the seats of them that sold doves. Understand, church is not a business. And we have bought business inside the church. This is the purest example, the pure example of what the church should do and what the church should be doing. Verse 13, and said unto them, it is written. What he's talking about is an Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah chapter 56, verse 7. Okay? So what he's saying is, my house, God's house and his house, they're one in the same. My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Mm. And the blind and the lame came into the temple and he healed them. Let's check this out again. All right. Jesus went into the temple of God, the temple, the church. And he cast out all those that were doing business because the business they were doing was full of sin. It was sinful. Sin should not enter into the church, the temple. It should not be. Verse 13, and he said to them, it is written, the powerfulness of God's word. My prayer, my house should be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Understand something. When you enter into your church, it should be a place, number one, of prayer, and number two, of healing. Prayer and healing. When you get into your church, it should be a place where you're learning more and more about being a disciple of Jesus Christ, growing so that you can apply it outside the church. And also, you should be able to pray inside the church, get what you need corporately and sometimes individually, but you should be able to bring the lame, all that are sick inside the church, and they should be healed. Understand something. This is the power of prayer. This is what Jesus said. There's an Old Testament scripture that, that he's quoting, okay, in Isaiah. So we have to understand the basics and the fundamental uh, uh, power of prayer is inside of you, and it's up to you to activate it. You get into your closet, and we'll, we'll get there. But you have to understand the power of prayer 
is so important. And who helps you? The Holy Spirit is there to help you. So let's 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 get to this. Matthew 6 6. Matthew 6 6. Okay? This is important. Matthew 6 6. Jesus says, when you pray, when you pray. So, you know, if you're you're you you're being discipled in Jesus and you know Jesus pray, then you know you're going to pray. That is part of your life. That is part of the Christian foundation life is the power of prayer. Okay? We pray because Jesus prayed. And see, if Jesus prayed and then he obeyed what the Father said, then we should be able to pray, hear from heaven, and obey and do the same as Jesus did. Jesus is our ultimate, and we imitate, we illuminate Jesus Christ in our hearts. The love of Jesus Christ is in our heart. What better way to know the love of Christ is to get into your secret place? And we're going to get there. But when you pray, Get into your most private room, into that secret place, okay? Now, number one, number one, we have so many excuses not to pray. The more excuses you use not to pray, the more you separate yourself from the power and the intimacy that you should be having with God. So I urge you and I challenge you is allow the Holy Spirit to help you to destroy the excuses so that you can understand and know that for every believer, you should have an intimate relationship with the Father. Because I'm going to go somewhere with this. Prayer is important. Okay? And, and, and listen. When when I'm going to just take you somewhere, and then I'm going to come back. And then you realize coming back, the power of it. Now, we're coming up on the election season, the election season. So we're so divided. Some of us will pray as a Republican. Some pray as a Democrat. Some pray as evangelical. Some pray left ring, right ring, all of this stuff. All of this stuff. And, you know, you talk about prayer. People say, well, I could never pray for a Republican. And a Demo- I could never pray for a Democrat. You know, all it's out of whack. It's out of whack. You are never told to pray for systems. You're always told to pray for people who run the system. You pray for people. You pray people for righteousness sake, okay? You pray grace, you pray love. You pray this over people, okay? Because if you continue to pray over systems, the system is already uh, full of sin. It's divided, it's broken. The only way to heal a system is with healed people within that system. Understand me. And I understand abortion, all of this stuff. I understand all of that stuff. 
but we are to pray the word of God, the word over every situation. Jesus Christ is the, the, the healing part, the deliverer for every brokenness, everything. Jesus Christ is your healer. The blood of Jesus Christ is the answer for sin sickness. You have to understand that. The only way you know it is to read and study the word and go into that closet. Now understand something. There's the power of the Holy Spirit is there to help you in these areas. Because do we need, oh, we need help in our prayers. But again, destroying the, the excuses allows you to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the presence of God. So how do we do that? Number one, it says, you know, we get into that private room and we close the door. We shut the door. Now, the Holy Spirit, when you start studying the word, you realize the power of the Holy Spirit is in the word of God. He is in you. He dwells within you. Jesus sent him. He is the spirit of truth. He is the Holy Ghost. He will illuminate the truth inside of you as you study and read the word of God. Okay? He's there to help you 100%. He's there to guide you into all truth. Okay? And when you understand that as you open up your words, you open up your Bible, it's not the intellectual part, it's the supernatural living part of the Word of God. That living part of the Word of God is inside of you, so He allows Himself to, to teach you more and more about the living Word, which is Jesus Christ. Okay? So if you're not studying the word, then how are you praying? If you're not studying the word, how are you hearing from God? Because, because God speaks the word. But the enemy comes against the word. Jesus said in the word, in John 10, 10, the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have given you abundant life. That is the eternal life forevermore. There's more to eternal life. So you have more eternal life than what the enemy can throw at you on the outside. All the sin, all of this, he throws at you. But you have to understand and know and realize and acknowledge the power of eternal life that was given to you by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's important because when you go to pray, you've got to believe. You've got to believe. Your faith has to be on fire. Because that eternal presence of God is real. It's real. You know, for the months of October to December or January, they call it the fall, the dark months, because it seems like there's such a, an evilness that's airy around. People are broken, people are hurt, and they stay hurt. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, how can you stay hurt as a believer when you're celebrating the life of Jesus Christ, the one who destroyed death, the one who's bought life, light, the sunshine inside out? Reason 
is because we have not attained or grasped hold to the living, pure word of God as we should in our hearts. We have allowed the darkness to overshadow everything Jesus has done. That's why we need to study and be in the word of God. You have to be in there. I'm not making light of anybody's plight or any, this is a reality. It's a reality. Hurt, pain, it's a reality. But you have to understand the reality of the supernatural work of Jesus Christ is greater than your outside reality. It is greater. It is greater. It is greater. It is powerful. It is eternal. It comes from an awesome and sovereign creator, God. So if you're hurting and you're in pain, I, I urge you, I challenge you to get into your closet, to shut the door. That means the Holy Spirit, you have to be intentional about prayer, intentional about prayer, about getting into that closet and having the Holy Spirit to help shut the door. That door, when, when, when the Holy Spirit helps your intentionalness, What happens is he shuts the door of your five senses. Listen to me. The enemy quickly attacks your five senses. He attacks you. He attacks you every day. That's why reading the word and praying every day is our power, is a powerful weapon. Powerful weapon. Because the more you pray, the more you hear, the more you apply, the stronger you become inside out. One example is the shield of faith. See, this is why you have to utilize your faith. Faith without works is dead. But what you have to understand, it is the shield of faith, your faith that's inside of you, that God has given you. There's a shield. And the Bible says, and the shield of faith shall quench all, not some, but all the fiery darts that the enemy throws at you. It is important. You have the shield of faith. It is part of your armor. It is alive. Your faith is alive. It's not something you put down. It's you utilize your faith every day. You utilize your faith and your belief and your trust in prayer. It is so godly important that you utilize it in the power of prayer. Your faith, your whole armor grows through the power of prayer. How? Because once you get into the presence of an awesome God, it's an intimate relationship between you and God. For the first time, you're able to hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. What is the best way to know the voice of the Lord is to spend time in prayer, in an intimate relationship, in the secret place. And don't never say, never say, I don't have a place to pray. The Holy Spirit is there to help you secure a secret place. It is an eternal secret place, and you're in the presence of an awesome and sovereign God. See, it's in you to pray because you must be able to be a change agent. See, we sing these songs about how good God is, but we don't realize the major point of the goodness of God is what are we doing out of the goodness of God? We sing, we hop, we jump. God never fails. Of course he never fails. 
but all what are you doing with your faith to prove to others that he's never failed you and that you never fail him see those are the big questions and you have to understand that the power of prayer is so important you know um i i've got this 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 little teaching you know it's titled what to pray you know when you know why you do something and you know what to do then you realize everything is before you you learn how to do it because now you know why i'm why you're doing it and you know the eternal perspective of actually doing it then when you come together man it is awesome you know i i i wrote it it's called um knowing what to pray it's a little uh pdf is what to pray and it's referencing it's all about god's people okay so when you pray you need to realize it's about you and god but it's also about your obedience and application to the father application you know and it's important because we do need to know when 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 this 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 season is coming okay the season is coming when the politics are at a all time high and you see people degrading one another disrespecting one another that shouldn't be it's like that because we have failed as a body of believers to pray and to stand for righteousness. You know, it's our duty to do so. For all these people that are running for office, I'm not talking about the White House, I'm talking about down in this house. I'm talking about on the ground, school board, your tea, all of them, everybody needs to be bathed in prayer. Everything must be bathed in prayer so that you can hear from God. Because see, there's such that ungodly division inside of the church where you, <coughs> excuse me, you have one culture votes this way, one culture votes this way, and then once they finish voting and get the people in, then the people uh, uh, don't do what they want them to do, and then it's all in an uproar. Why? Because you failed. I'm telling you now, you fail to pray the word of God over people. Because we have to understand, you know, we look for people of integrity. But how do you know what to look for if it is not in you? We want people to do things that are righteous. But if righteousness is not active in you, how can you tell? See, there's all kinds of falsities out there. The only way you know the truth is you rest assured that the truth is in you. And the truth is Jesus Christ. So when you pray, you're praying the truth. And the truth will set you free. When you begin to apply the truth, let me give you this. I want you to go to your dictionary. I want you to look up 
politics and politician. I want you to look it up. Matter of fact, I want you to write it down. After you write the definition down, anything else that comes across your mind that you've seen and heard throughout these years, I guarantee you it's sin. Sin. We make so many excuses of politics. We've disrespected so many people, politicians. So all of it is gathered in sin. So what is the best way to destroy the root of sin? Is the blood of Jesus Christ, the word of God. We know that a lot of people that are in offices are not saved. So it's time for us to pray for their salvation. Yes, yes. We need to pray, number one, for their salvation. And number two, we need to pray that they get discipled in Jesus. Not church doctrine. Now, don't get me wrong. Church doctrine, in some cases, is, is good. But you have to understand, they need Jesus first. We need Jesus every day. The life of Jesus Christ alive in us that we can apply it no matter where we are, no matter where we we apply the name and the and the power and the life of Jesus Christ that is in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need this is why prayer is so important that you get into that closet. And the more you're persistent and intentional to getting in and to hear from God, the better you will be. Let's go here. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six. Mm-hmm. Verses 18 through 20. <clears throat> Praying always with all prayer and supplication. Where? In the spirit. Understand something. We pray in the spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is helping us. The Holy Spirit is helping us pray. Okay? It is so important to realize that we've got help. We've got help. So let's read this again. Praying always, 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 always. So that means if we're praying always, If we're praying always, we should be praying every day. Our life, people say, well, I can't pray every day. I don't have time. See, that's because your mind, you're trying to do it in your mind. Prayer is a spiritual, supernatural process that keeps you connected with the Father through the Son with the help of the Holy Spirit and the living word. So that means when you're praying, you're listening. Should I make this decision? Should I do this? Should I do this? You're always listening to what God has to say. Jesus said he did only what he heard his father say. Remember, Jesus prayed. He prayed all night. He went to a place to pray. He prayed. He heard. And one of the greatest things, and we'll we'll read this, one of the greatest things, let's, let's, let's finish this. Pray always with all prayer and supplication, the deep, deep down prayer in the spirit. See, you have to understand, again, this is a spiritual prayer. You're praying in the spirit. 
The spirit is helping you. It doesn't matter what's coming out of your mouth. What matters is what's in your heart, your heart. You're praying in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication. You're watching in prayer. You're listening. You're applying what God says for all saints, for everybody. And for me, that the utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador. Well, what you have to understand, when you get to a place of prayer, you get to that boldness that you can now work the works and do what God calls you to do. Why? Because of prayer and supplication and the power of the Holy Spirit. First Timothy. 2, 1 through 4, and 8. He's saying here, I exhort you, therefore, that, first of all, see, this is why prayer is so important. Supplications and prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Let me stop right there. Here it says, supplication, prayers, intercession. These are the deep, this go past the, the mouth. It goes deep into the spirit realm. You're beginning to intercede, okay, and prayer, deep prayers. And on top of that, what, what better way to go to prayer is just the giving thanks and giving thanks, knowing that God's going to hear you, knowing that you're in his presence. You're giving thanks to an awesome and sovereign God. And then as you're praying for everybody, now you begin to pray for the leadership. You pray for leaders. Okay, for kings and for all that are in authority. See, you pray that because this is what you have to understand. If your prayer and supplication and you're praying for everybody and then you begin to pray for leaders, when you become a leader, you want to enjoy the prayers of the saints. So if you want to enjoy the prayers of the saints, then you must be one of the saints that are praying. Okay, it is important. Okay, so as you do this, it tells us right here that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. See, when you begin to intercede and pray for others, your life begins to change. There's some goodness and mercy coming into your life. Why? Because you're interceding, you're praying. For this is the good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved. This is why we need to pray for salvation for so many. For those that are not saved, we need to pray because it is, is God's will that have all men be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. The truth is Jesus Christ. And verse eight, it says here, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and downing. Our prayers, we should be lifting up holy hands. We should be praying not worrying about anything else. Why? Because we're protected by grace and mercy. We're protected by the love and the justification of, of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're protected and we should pray. We should always pray. And let's look at this. Okay. Uh, Romans. Romans. And we'll go to this. And I want you to understand this. Because when we pray, we've got help. You have help. You have a helper. Jesus left us with an awesome helper. Okay? 
And in leaving us with this, this, this helper, this is what happens. Likewise, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. He helps what we can't do. Because see, in the spirit, we, 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 there's some things that we may not be able to do. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself maketh intercession for us. He prays for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Listen to the word that cannot be uttered. You can pray in the spirit. It is supernatural. It has nothing to do with your voice. It has to do with the heart of the matter. Okay? And verse 27, he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to the will of God. The power of the Holy Spirit is helping us pray according according to the will of the Father. So we must understand this because it is so godly important that we know that we know that we know when we enter into the power of prayer that we know the Holy Spirit is helping, he's guiding, he's leading, he's doing everything that God has told him to do on our behalf and ushering us in to the presence of an awesome and sovereign God. Because see, when you pray, when you pray, and you pray the word, it's time to listen to what he says about your petitions. See, this is why we can't pray for things and systems, okay? We need to pray according to the power of the word of God. We need to pray about salvation for those who aren't saved. We pray. That's the only way that some of these things are going to be changed. People need to be saved. And then all need to keep an open heart because God may be calling you or me to step up a little bit to do what we're called to do. Okay? And it's important. It's important that we understand the power of prayer in you, in you, in you, because I'm telling you, it is awesome to be able to listen to the voice of God. Every believer can know the voice of God. Because the Holy Spirit will usher you in to his voice. Jesus said, if I abide in you and your word abides in, uh, in me, then I will be able to know and hear his voice. Jesus speaks through his word. His word is alive. The Holy Spirit helps us. He ushers us in to a deeper reverence, a deeper intimate relationship with the Father. That's where we need to be. And when it's time to pray, the Holy Spirit ushers us in to the perfect prayer between us and God. It is important that we learn how to pray eternally and internally and have an intimate relationship with the Father. Because he's the answer to everything. Everything is in God. Your grace, his grace, his mercy, his love. Listen, today, if you do not feel loved, feel outside. You need to read the scriptures about how much Jesus loves you. How much God loves you. Especially John 
John 17, the back end of John 17. You need to know that and you need to rest assured in that love because the love that God has given us is eternal, supernatural. It has nothing to do with out here. It has to do what's in here. But when you begin to know that you know that you know that you're loved by Jesus Christ, then that love can get in there and destroy the hurt, the pain, take away the darkness and give you such a marvelous light. But it's up to you. You've got to want it. You've got to want it. You've got to get into that closet and you've got to pray. You've got to read the word. See, if you want healing, you read the scriptures about the blood of Jesus and healing. You read about his love. You read about everything. This is why becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ is so important. You know, in the corner, you see the, the book I wrote, Rejoicing in My Salvation and Rolling the Bundle. Now, I've added some things to it. I revised it a little bit. So hopefully it'll come out in January. And I pray that as you read it and the churches get it, that there'll be a shift in discipleship. This becoming a discipleship of Jesus Christ, it is not hard. It is real. It is eternal. It is supernatural. And we all need to know everything about our salvation. We need to know the power of reconciliation, redemption, his love, his peace. We need to know about it because <clears throat> we, we quickly uh, talk about the name of Jesus. We can pray in the name of Jesus. But I'm telling you, it is hard to expect to pray in the name of Jesus and you don't have a full relationship and the knowledge of the person of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it is important. Even though Jesus lets us know that we can ask anything in his name, but read the rest. We have to obey. We have to be in relationship. The word of God has to be alive in us so that through the person, we now can use his name with power and authority. His name has power and authority against the enemy. So we have to understand the power of prayer is so important. So I share that with you. Blessings to everyone. You know, I'll see you next Thursday. And we're going to deal with prayer for a lot. I pray that you would share it all over. Make it hit 5 million people around the world that the 5 million will begin to pray and hear from God and make significant changes as they intercede in the body of Christ. Blessings. See you next Thursday. Have a great and awesome day. Hey, this is Larry C. Morris, the host of the Power of Prayer show, broadcasting live each week on Thursdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, coming from the Fistbowl Radio Network Studio at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. On my show, I will teach you how you, yes, you, can have an awesome, intimate relationship with God through the power of prayer that will change your very life. Put it on your calendar each week on Thursday at 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch the power of prayer show on fishbowlradionetwork.com. Jump in.